Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1. Canto 1. Canto 10, Chapter 1, Text 44. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Tasman Nakastya Chitrohan Acharet Satatabhita Atmana Sheman Anvicham Rogdurvai Parantobayam Therefore, since envious impious activities no, that's not wrong verse. Okay. All right. We'll do 58. <clears throat> what is painful for saintly persons who strictly adhere to the truth? How could there not be independence for pure devotees who knew the Supreme Lord as substance? What deeds are forbidden for persons of the lowest character? And what cannot be given up for the sake of Krishna by those who fully surrendered at his lotus feet? Om Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksuranmulatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitamyena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadati sapadanti kam Pancha kalpa tarubhyascha Kripa sindhu bhayevacha Patitanam pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo namo nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Shivasade Gaur Bhakti Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So the answer to Gail's question is in this verse, and Gail's question was something like Vasudev being very, very saintly. How could he so willingly give his the his children to to Kamsa? Gail, was that your question? Yes, Maharaj. Okay. So let's let's get some context for it and then let me really try, because that I, I also thought, you know you know, how he just gave his children and, and um, so, so let me just put the story in context. You know, one of the challenges of the class is I give it Wednesday and Sunday, but 
on Wednesday, people work, they have other obligations. So I just sometimes have to go back. Maybe people who heard it on Wednesday will hear, they never hear the same thing. But um, it, it's Krishna's appearance. And Krishna's appearance ha has two reasons. And it's the same reasons why we came to Krishna consciousness. Um, to relieve distress and to give pleasure. Puritanaya sadhunam vanashaya tradusitam. Puritanaya, for the pleasure of the devotees. Vanashaya. Um, and to kill the duskrit. Krit means to do, do very bad for those who do very bad. And we just see these are the two impetuses, the hetu, patita pavana, hetu, tava avatar, patita pavana, hetu, the cause of Lord Chaitanya, patita pavana to save those who are, are, are fallen. And those reasons to give pleasure and to relieve distress, they're actually one. Because in Krishna consciousness, to relieve distress is to get pleasure. Pleasure from bhakti. Vishyavani vartante nirahara dehana raso rajam raso pyasya param drishva nivartate param supreme drishva the, the supreme taste. Then you can give up your 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 anartas, the things that don't have value to achieving the fruition of your faith. And I've always described faith in terms of pleasure. Faith is where you think your happiness will be. So real faith is where there is actual happiness. You may have a false faith, and we do. We have false faith in so many things that are not giving us happiness. I read today um, just uh, Marcus Aurelius meditations. I just had a few minutes and I was looking at it. This whole thing is we are we are we are we are made for others. We are made for others, and our happiness will come in unselfishness which is counterintuitive to the material conception. I was listening to one psychologist and said one of the most powerful antidotes to depression is to get people to do service. And then one motivational, old motivational speaker. If you're not, and you have some, if you're unhappy, then serve. We are meant for others. 
So in, in, in terms of Krishna's appearance, because when, when, when the earth in the form of a cow came to Lord Brahma to express her distress of being overburdened by an unnecessary defense force of demoniac kings, unnecessary kshatriya there are warriors that protect from hurt that's a necessary defense force but there's also an unnecessary defense force or military force not defense force and that's by people who want to use force not to protect but to exploit And that causes distress for the earth. It's environmental problems. It causes distress for, for people, exploitation, totalitarianism, and therefore, when, when Lord Brahma went and in his meditation, chanting mantras, fixing his mind, God appearing within his heart, God talking to him. Prabhupada gave the example of a telephone. You are connected with that person. You don't have to be connected with God. The, or I should say the only connection with God is not sakshad darshan, seeing him personally, but it's hearing his voice communicating to you in your heart. And that's what bhakti is, basically. Tesham satatayuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam didami buddhi yogam twam yenamam upihantite didami buddhi yogam. I give them that knowledge. So when we focus in devotion, then Krishna speaks to us. And that's where we get our deepest realizations where we actually have a vision of reality, even beyond just an understanding of it, an actual vision of truth. So he said, Vishnu said, I already knew the distress. I already knew about this distress and I will respond to that distress. I will despite, but there's two types of distress. One is the physical and one is the spiritual. He responds to both. The physical distress is people are being exploited. And the spiritual distress is not getting the food of connection with God. And that's our distress more than anything else. That's, that's, that, that's the essence of chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, is that distress. Where is my taste? Where is my connection to God? And God tells us where that connection is. It's right here. He comes to exhibit pastimes, which are very sweet. This is the uniqueness of Krishna. 
that he presents pastimes that are very sweet, not just opulent, not just powerful, but very, very sweet. A harpy dum, not the vara, vapu, carnio, carni car, yum, vibrad, vishad, conica copy some, bijianti, chamalum, bijianti, chamalum, a forest garland, baharpy with five different types of exquisite flowers, baharpy dum, not the vara. Baharpi Dham, that peacock feather. I think there cannot be a full conception of God without a peacock feather. Because God is that being which no greater can be conceived. And if you have any conception and it doesn't have a peacock feather, we can conceive of something greater. Nattavara, the beautiful Nattavara, the most excellent dancer. Bapu, Carnio, Carnio, and, and his decorations and his sweetness and his exchange of love. So this is going to be described when Sukadeva Goswami begins to describe in response to Maharaj Prickett's inquiry about I want to hear in detail the sweetness of Krishna. I really want to hear everything about his sweetness, which will invoke that nature in my heart to be for others, which is called love. And he says, this is the panacea. This is the panacea for all the ills of Kali Yuga. And we have to be convinced of that. This has to be our refuge. And therefore we should take refuge and taking refuge is called surrender or Sharanagati. This is where all my anxieties will be alleviated. All my needs will be met. Every wish of my heart will be fulfilled. And this is Krishna Kata. This is Krishna Kata. So he begins to explain it. And we know about the marriage procession. We've discussed about that and how Kamsa, hearing the Akashvani and, 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 the, and, and he was insulted by it. It's not just you're going to be killed, but you're such a fool. Even we have, a, 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 even we, we have ego. Someone goes to you, you just put your name in there. You fool. You fool. How, how easily we're insulted. And the bigger the ego, 
the more one feels insulted. You fool. You're not going to be killed. It's not, I'm not telling you you're going to be killed, but I'm telling you you're a fool because you are carrying <laughs> the person who will produce your death, you jerk. <laughs> and demon means false ego. That's the material consciousness. We have that demon in us, but when it's so pronounced, it's so overwhelming that it overrides any other principle meant to delay our gratification. Which includes our self-conception of ourselves. You fool. And therefore he was going to, and then, and then Vasudev was in this incredible situation because Kamsa was so much more powerful. So he tried to protect his wife. And first he tried it by diplomacy, flattering Kamsa creating some fear of the reactions of what he was doing. I can repeat it many times, but you can imagine how you would react if you're about to do something so heinous. And then you heard, how can you kill a woman who is your sister on the day of her marriage? But Kamsa, only saw the world <clears throat> according to his desires. And he saw this was a threat to one's existence. I don't think anyone here, if it was a choice and said, here's someone that you love the most, Either you die or they die. I don't think anyone here would say, no, kill them. Kill my parent, kill my friend. Kill my child. So he couldn't be pacified and then Vasudev, there's, there's different stages. The first was diplomacy. The second was logic. The third was I think I just made this up, psychology. Let's see if we're... So here was the logic. And Vasudev was so fixed. He was so fixed on that. Um, 
the mind of the mind of Kamsa. So he was responding to his mind without Kamsa even saying it. When I think of Vasudev, sometimes I think of Tamal Krishna Maharaj. I used to stay with him in Mayapur. Somehow he's very kind. He let, let me stay in his room, shared his bathroom. How kind was that? He let me stay in his room. So nice of him. And they were having a mini meeting. They used his room. He was out someplace in another meeting. And they were trying to convince this one devotee who is ambitious to be a GBC, a governing body commission, why they couldn't be the governing commissioner. And I was kind of sitting in the room and I'm watching them. And there were three people trying to convince him. One was Jagadish, who was the minister of education. One was Jayadwaita Swami. Um, and there was someone else. And Tamal Krishnamaraj walked by, he wasn't in the meeting. And then he looked and he said, and he looked at um, the first person, I forgot, it was Saikai. He said, you're telling him, you're telling him, why do you want to manage? Then he looked at the next person, Jayadwaita Marge, and said, you're telling him he can't manage. <laughs> he looked at the third person, which is Jagish, and you're telling him it was exactly what it is without being there. without being there. So he read his mind and, and Kamsa was thinking when he's hearing all this diplomacy, you may say whatever you want, but if I don't kill her, I'll die. And so therefore he says, well, for one who is born, death is certain. And then He's watching Kamsa's mind again, and he kind of understands how this demoniac person will respond. He said, well, okay, death is sure, but there's nothing after death. And then he says, hmm. and he explains, no, the body goes to ashes. You just accept another body. It's like a, a, a worm on a leaf. You know, it, it, it's stationed here. And then when it puts its foot here, it gives this up. So like that, you go body to body. And then he looks at, 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 at Kamsa's mind a little bit more deeply. And he, at Kamsa, he sees his skepticism and he says, well, okay, but how do you know? Why should I believe that? You want me to make such sacrifice 
to not kill this lady who 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 be holding my death and, and and you give me some how do you know and then he just says you know in dreams we create bodies with our minds um So whatever you're thinking of, you get that, whatever your mind is, you'll get that body. So you can just observe, even in your lifetime, you've had so many bodies. And he said, okay, I understand, but okay. He's, he's looking, he says, yeah, but Comps is now thinking, hey, I don't know about this, but I know for sure I'm the king now. And I, I'm the king. I have a king's body. I'm not going to give up a king's body. There's some philosophy. And then he says, well, it's just a concoction that you're a king. It's like the moon reflected in a pot of water and the, the pot of water is moving. So you think the moon is moving. So your consciousness is reflected on a particular vikara transformation. Um, and one body or another, you'll be similarly detached. Um, and the conclusion is, really, if you want to know the ultimate conclusion, Kamsa, envy causes a body. Wanting to control and enjoy causes the body. And when you have envy, you suffer in this life and you suffer in this next. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. But after all this logic and diplomacy, he still, he's still not He sees he did not care. He didn't have that. He, all he could do was focus. I am the king. I am enjoying like a child. I am this and I am enjoying. I can't see beyond that. I'm not Brahman. I'm not broad-minded. I'm narrow-minded. My mind, and we're also narrow-minded. We do so many things that are bad for us because we're enjoying them at the present. And what do we do? We shut off the philosophy. We shut off the conception. We shut off Guru. We shut off Krishna. And we just focus the mind narrowly without seeing the broader scope of things. So if it's in us, what to speak of a demon like Kamsa? Even though he's so powerful, he becomes childlike. No, I'm the king. And it's 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 a it's a template for our lives. Every moment of our lives, we just refuse to see in a broader context. We we refuse to see in a broader context in our eating, in our 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 habits. And our practices, our thing. No, 
it, 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 we have this, I'm talking to myself, this hedonistic conception. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you may die. And that's why the sadhus, he has to speak so heavily to cut through this resistance. So, but Vasudev was not an ordinary person. And the kettle drums, Dundabi, and the trumpets, Anaka, the demigods knew this exalted person who had this quality where his, of determination, Ashabanda, your hope cannot be bound. So he had to think now, is there anything else I can do? And he says, as long as the intelligence and bodily strength, a person may should try to avoid death. It's the duty of every person. So we should try to avoid death. And of course, we should try to avoid death, but the only way we're going to avoid death is not by miracle cures, not by a fountain of youth, but by becoming free from the illusion of non-existence. That's the only way we can be free from death. All our problems are perceptual. They're not actual. It's like you're being eaten by a tiger. In a dream. The problem is not within the dream. The problem is to go beyond the dream. And that's what we have to be convinced of. The solution to our problem is never within the dream. It's beyond the dream. It's waking up from the dream. So then he made this consideration of, let me deliver all my sons and let me let me do what's because he 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 wanted it he wanted to take it as far as his intelligence can go see he said i tried i'm not going to give up this is a great person let me see what i can do to solve this problem Prabhupada and the jaladuta Prabhupada spreading krishna consciousness when one has a duty, he takes it as far as his intelligence can take him. And because anything can happen. The Kamsa. So let me save my let, let me let me try to save my wife. And let's see what'll happen elsewhere and then he gives an example of a fire and sometimes it skips over a tree so it, it, it that's destiny so let's see how destiny plays out 
but I have to exert my free will to try to prevent what's happening now. And then with great respect, he submits his proposal to Kamsa. I can understand your situation. I think it was, I, I went your situation, I'd do the same thing. After considering it, the matter, the, contemplating in this way, yabat, yabat, as far as possible, as far as possible. After considering it as far as possible. And then being fixed at the highest principle is ahimsa. It's more than truth. You can lie. If the truth will result in violence and the lie will re result in prevention of violence, then it's better to lie because ahimsa is a, a, a higher principle. And, and Vasudev now, he, he, he was in so much anxiety because this most cruel, this shameless person, but externally he smiled. Externally, he smiled. He was very diplomatic. He had an objective. And then he gave his, oh, best of the sober, you have nothing to fear from your sister, the cause of the deathly sons. I promise you, I shall deliver them unto you. And Kamsa agreed, Tadvak Saryavit, because very powerful. We can't imagine how much the quality of integrity and honesty, the samskaras, were put into someone's consciousness. And Kamsa knew this and knew this was a saintly person. And he, he, he looked at his mind as far as he could see. And told him, I won't kill your sister. I, I, I won't kill your wife. I won't kill your wife. And thereafter, he gave his birth 
and worthy sons. And this is the, we're getting to the point where I think we could deal with Gail's question, but this is the thing that really gets, he says, he was very much disturbed by the fear of becoming a liar by breaking his promise. Thus, with great pain, he delivered his firstborn son named Kirtiman into the hands of Kamsa. Ati Vivala, very, very much afraid. So Gail's question is, I, I'm just presenting that Hims is the highest principle. So what the hell do you care about your damn word? He cared about his word. It wasn't the overriding principle in this, though. So let me read Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur's purport on the next verse, which hopefully could try to help resolve this. Just some, some points here is that, because it's going to come up also with Narada, kind of instigating and why is narada instigating and vasudev has a service and the service is vasudeva Vashuddha Sattvam Vasudeva Shabditam. He has the consciousness that's the suitable vessel to actually attract God. This is his service. Vashuddha Sattvam Vasudeva Shabditam. Shabditam Vasudeva Shabditam. It is called the purest consciousness that will attract God is called Vasudeva, Vasudeva Shabditam. It's named after Krishna's father. So his service, now he hears that Akashvani, the eighth child. So he has to have other children first. <laughs> That's his service. Otherwise, he's completely detached. He's completely detached from sex life. He's even completely detached from family life. That's his service. That's his service. And therefore, that's why it says in, in this verse, what is painful for saintly persons who strictly adhere to the truth and what cannot be given up for the sake of Lord Krishna for those who have fully surrendered to his lotus feet? And the confidence that somehow when one does his service, then it's good for everyone. And the fact of the matter is the, the six children in the womb 
were the sons of Kamsa in his previous life. So who are these people? And who? <laughs> this is a higher realization. Just like the story of King Tritiketu when his children were killed by one of the co-wives. And, and then he was so distressed, he couldn't perform his duty. He couldn't do anything. And then he got, he performed, there was Angira Rishi or some kind of sages and he performed the sacrifice and he brought his son back to life. And then he said, my son, my son, my son. And he said, which, which, which father are you? I've had many, many fathers. There's, there's, a, there's a verse that says, you know, Vyas may or may not know. <laughs> he may or may not know. It means on the level of the highest consciousness, what comes through is Krishna's will. It's not dictated by one's logic. Even I, I was thinking in terms of Prabhupada, um, I couldn't analyze everything he did simply by logic or reason, but it happened to be Krishna's will. And the proof is, is how Krishna consciousness spread. It wasn't just a material plan. I, I know one time Bhakti Siddhanta wrote one letter to someone, then he said something else. And one of his disciples asked him, you know, he said, no, no, I never said that. I never, he, it, 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 he, and, and then his disciple quote this verse, uh, you know, Vyas may, may or not know, he may, may not know. It's all coming from Krishna. So that's his service. And that's why Narada comes and expedites it by telling Kamsa, no, the demigods, they're all taking birth all over the place. They're taking birth all over the place. Come, you know, come. And he agitates Kamsa. That's also so. Why is he doing that? He's, he's agitating Kamsa. Then he throws Devaki back in prison and, and, and the children. It's coming from Krishna. And it's part of the... Actually, I was just reading again these meditations by Marcus Aurelius. I guess that's what you call him. And he just had faith in the Logos the order of the world. And therefore, when distress comes to me, tragedy comes to me, it's part of the Logos. They had that faith. It's part of God's plan. And what choice does Vasudev have, really? It's not that he's trying for it. That's the circumstance he's in. He has to produce a kid every year to bring Krishna to appear. And Narada wants it. So therefore it says in this, so what is too difficult? What sacrifice is too difficult? I guess, I, I guess I'm not a biblical scholar for, by any means. But the story of, of Job, is it? 
or Abraham sacrificing his son. There is a higher reality, there's a higher perspective. And also these are personalities that are just like when Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita, a devotee is required to be in ignorance, <laughs> which is Arjuna. And his ignorance is part of the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> so what kind of service is that? So let's see, we'll, we'll, we'll read this. I got maybe after class, I'm going to show you Jack's place. It's it's wonderful. My Bajan Kutir is wonderful. I love these shades, no light in that whole house. I love it. And he has a library of every single book. So it was great for me. I could just go this morning. Vishnat Sadunam Saint. So Kim Du Shaham the Sadunam, that verse, as Henry did write it down, the number for us, which is very considerate, which is 10158. It says, How can I, who am afraid to tell a lie, Sadhu, tolerate this murder of my own son before my eyes? That question that Gail wrote. <laughs> how can I said how can it, a question arises? How can I? This is this is Vasudev. How can I, who am afraid to tell a lie, tolerate the murder of my own son before my eyes? Vasudev gives the answer in this verse. It is not intolerable for the sadhu. How could Vasudev offer all the children, even without Kamsa, how ordering, instead of offering just the eighth child to Kamsa? That's the question. It is not reasonable that a household would be indifferent to his children. So this is the case. The next phrase, therefore, replies, Vasudev is not ignorant like the normal person in the material world. For a person with knowledge, devotion, and detachment like Vasudev, is this to be expected? On the other hand, can Kamsa kill his child when he brings that child to him? Is there no mercy in his heart? In answer to this, Vasudev says, well, what, what can a wicked person not do? In order to avoid fault, should Vasudev give up household dharma and not produce any children? Vasudev answers, he who desires to see the Lord in the form of his son holds the Lord in his heart, dritta atmana, and remains in household life to bear a son. He should have affection for no other son. Let the eighth child be born quickly. Let me willingly offer the children year after year and take responsible for their death out of eagerness to see the Lord. So, so he was able to be really calm because he understood. He's not going to act on the platform that 
to do any harm unnecessarily. But he had to produce children to bring the Lord as the eighth child. Um, my dear King Prikshit, when Kamsa saw Vasudev being situated in truthfulness, was completely equal poised in giving him the child, he was very happy. Therefore, with a smiling face, he spoke as follows. Oh, Vasudev, you may first take back your child and go home. I have no fear of your first child. It is the eighth child of you and Devaki I am concerned with because that is the child by whom I am destined to be killed. So look at the effect. The power. He's perfectly situated in these yamas and they have mystic power. They had mystic power. Just like if someone's perfect in ahimsa, a mongoose and a cobra, the most deadly enemies, cannot oppose each other. Vasudeva agreed and took his child back home, but because Kamsa had no character, no self-control, Vasudev knew he cannot rely on Kamsa's word. He has no character and he's without self-control. So I can't believe his word. He can believe my word because I am Anika Dundapi. My word is sacred. But his word, I can't believe him. And then... This next verse, some say it's Sukadev, but some say it's Narada. And in the next verse, he describes the inhabitants of Vrindavan, headed by Nanda Maharaj, including his associates, men and wives, were none but the denizens of heaven. Omaraj Prickett, best of the descendants of Bharata, and so were the descendants of the Vrishni dynasty, headed by Vasudeva and Devaki and the other women of the Yadu dynasty, the friends, relatives, and well-wishes of Nandamaraj and Vasudev, and even those who eventually appeared to be followers of Kamsa were all the demigods. So Vishwanath says this may be Narada telling, telling Kamsa, the demigods are all being born, and they're your enemies. Once the great saint Narada approached Kamsa and informed him of how the demoniac persons who were a great burden on the earth were going to be killed. Thus, Kamsa was placed into great fear and doubt. I think two more verses. After the departure of Narada, Kamsa thought that all these members of the Vyada dynasty were, 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 were demigods. He feared death. Then he arrested Vasudeva and Devaki and chained them with iron shackles. Suspecting each of the children to be Vishnu, Kamsa killed them one after another because of that prophecy. Because Vishnu was to kill him, Kamsa should not spare any of Devaki's children. Narada advised, Narada's intention was that Kamsa by killing the children, 
would increase his sinful activities so that Krishna would soon appear to him. And then the next verse describes that kings do this. And he's actually, Sukadeva is describing this. Kings are greedy. He said, look at your own family. They were going to kill their relatives. So why do you think that Kamsa won't? To satisfy their whims, they may kill anyone. That's the nature of a person. And then he explains in the previous verse, Kamsa had been a demon named Kalanimi, had been killed by Vishnu. And then after hearing this, he became envious of everyone and he imprisoned even his own father. Okay. Jamuna Jaya, you still here? You had to go to work, uh, your service. She probably had to go to her service. Okay. Gail, are you still there? Oh, yeah, Maharaj. Thank you so much for so thoroughly answering my question. Um, there was just a couple of things. When you, you kept repeating... Vyasadev, he may or may not know. I wasn't sure what you were referring to there. There's a verse. I'm gonna I'll find it for the next class. It's a famous verse where really it indicates that at the level of Vyasadev, it, it's just coming from Krishna. It's not necessarily, it's not, it's not that it's not, but it's not necessarily just a, a product of his conception or understanding. The truth just comes. Oh, when, when he saw that... When he spoke. Energies of Krishna. When he saw that, you mean? Anything he spoke in the Bhagavatam, it's oh. more than just his own intellect. Yeah. It's okay. Krishna speaking in the heart. And then sometimes the person may not even remember that he spoke it <laughs> because it wasn't something he was contemplating necessarily. And I, I sometimes think of that with Prabhupada. I couldn't maybe understand everything. Of course, he was brilliant in all his moves. And I, I'm just amazed by a lot of people are realizing that when they're seeing how the world is moving, that how prophetic Prabhupada was and, and how right he was. But there's still that element also that there's a greater plan of Krishna and one is participating in it. And, and he speaks to his devotees and has multifarious reasons. Okay. So, so, let, me, so let me say, when you said that um, when the Akashvani spoke, are we to understand that at that time, Vasudev understood that this that that was his service at that time? I don't know when he understood it, but he understood it when he was producing the children. <laughs> at that time, he may or may not, because it, it's complicated when, when Krishna manifests his will like that. I don't know, but he certainly understood it at the end. Because you said that, you know, the reason why he was able to give it the children was because he was doing it as a service. 
so he had to. I, I, but I'm just saying at that at that particular time there was some excitement that Krishna will appear, and um, Kamsa grabbed the hair after that. So I don't think immediately he thought, let me give all my children. It's Kamsa grabbed um, hair after that. Yeah, I just think that for the argument to work, you know, we have to understand how Vasudev understood before he offered the children, before he offered the children, he had to have understood that this was his service. And I don't know where, where or how we understand that. I, I don't, well, he figured it out because he was, he was deeply thinking what to do. And I think perhaps when, I, and this is just speculation now, I think perhaps when it came to the point where he thought, how do I can save my wife? And then came to the point, well, I can only do it by, by offering the children. And he was in terrible, it's also mentioned, he was in terrible anxiety about that also. It wasn't he was like happy about that. It's also described in the Bhagavatam that he was terribly in anxiety about that. But when he had to think very, very soberly what to do, I guess that was one of the considerations. Well, you know, I'm going to have to produce these children because the eighth child is there. So, and then I guess on a very higher level, he may have understood the other things on a very high level. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're just souls. And I, what can I do? I have to produce them. I have to bring them to fruition. I'm not responsible for this. I, I, I guess it's, it's Krishna. You know, it, it really remind me if, if it, you know, I, I'm Mahamuni once gave me this book by Epictetus, this Stoic philosopher. And there's an element like that where everything that happens is meant to be and you accept it. The only thing that you can do is how you respond to it. So I'm sure at Krishna's father, he could have some time. And being this great intellect, this great diplomat, he could have some vision for that. Okay, Gail. All right. Try my best. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Good to hear from you. Okay, great. Anybody else? Wonderful class, Maharaj. Thank you so much. So many good points. I, my notebook is overflowing. Where are you, Henry, now? I'm are in Nantucket Island, as a matter of fact. You know, um, I just come here every once in a while to be reminded of how poor I am. <laughs> really? <huh? laughs> they have some toys up here, I'll tell you. I was just walking along the do boat docks, you know, and looking at these toys they have up here. I mean, how could these people ever get interested in spiritual life if they have everything material that's so perfect? Well, because it detaches them from the soul and puts them in total anxiety. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, it, let's see. Let's see. There are sometimes some people that have that. Uh... So is that like a friend's house? Or you just you rent. Yeah, I'm staying at a friend's house. Um, he has a little compound here. 
I'm celebrating his seventy uh, fifth birthday tomorrow, and um, I'm just kind of it's it's really beautiful here, um, the gardens and uh, <laughs> and he has ducks. He has some very rare ducks in a duck pond. <laughs> that that's just his summer home, right? No, uh, yeah, it is his summer home. His his winter home's next door over here. <laughs> so actually, no, he's lived here for fifty years. His name's Terry Pomet. He's a photographer, and he's lived here for fifty years. And he's very famous on the island. He's done every photography book, and um, you know, everybody that comes here and visits him wants to see meet him. And uh, so, uh, how do you know him? Well, you know, um, he was a friend of my older brothers. I met him in Washington in the 1970s. Okay, well, it's a good friend. It's a good friend. How long you'll be up there? I'm going home. Uh, I'll be home on Monday. I'll be home on Monday. Okay, well, thanks for, you know, calling in from Nantucket. I'll call in from anywhere, Maharaj. I could never bear to miss one of these Sunday morning classes. They're my life and soul, my my deepest, deepest appreciations from the I, bottom of my heart. I can see how much you do that. Thank you. It's great. Great to see you. And thanks for giving us a view. Uh, and uh, now I'll give you a view of my luxury home. Okay. In, uh, I'm going to give you all a view of my luxury home in... Uh, in Brick, New Jersey. <laughs> well, well, let's see, okay. That's my, my simple abode, but out here is where it's really nice. It's very simple and clean. Here is one of the world's largest Tulsi plants. Let me see if I can, yeah, get it in view. It's an incredibly, Nice Tulsi and and then uh, I guess we have Garuda here. And then this is just for programs. It's just for programs. And then here is one of the biggest Vaishnav libraries of every every single book that was ever produced in English. And here's in case people want beads. And here is my, my little office here. Okay, so Haridas, next, next year we'll, 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 we'll go and we'll distribute books and do kirtan in Nantucket. <laughs> they're ready i think they're going to be ready i have a feeling this whole thing's going to bust loose soon <laughs> okay okay great to see you thank you I, I it's interesting i'm going to look up nantucket on google it's evidently where a lot of money people like to hang out right wasn't that where the kennedys used to hang out they were on Martha's Vineyard and on Hyannis, which are right near here. Okay. But this is like there's so many private jets you can't even get through the airport. I mean, you know, it's like crazy up here. Really, Nantucket. Okay. All right, Henry. Good. Anybody else like to say hello?
Thank you, Samaraj. Thank you very much for the class. Oh, I'm so happy. You always, you, you know, I initiated you, Yavit Sundari, but you're very faithful. You come to all the classes. That's yeah. great. Thank you. It's great, your classes. Thank you very much, Maharaj. It's very okay. good that Thank we can you. have this connection. Thank you. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks for the class. Surya Radhika. Hare Bo. Good. You and your mother, steady. For years. Always hearing Krishna Kata. Great. Okay. It's our honor. Thank you. Maybe, maybe we can have another little Iranian retreat or something. Or I'm gonna have another, I'm gonna have a retreat anyway. The one that your mother went to, I'm having again. So anyway, maybe we'll figure it out. We should Thank definitely you. meet in India. Then we'll speak Thank to Sadeshri. Maybe we can all do it together. Okay, anybody Thank else? Thank you for the class, Maharaj. Oh, wonderful. It's winter there in Argentina, huh? Cold. Yes, Maharaj. Okay. Very cold. Very cold. Well, your house is okay, right? Yes, no problem. Okay, good. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Garaj, Govinda. And Raja, thank you for class. Thank you for class. Hare Bo. Hare Bo. <laughs> it's nice here, you know, this, uh, you know, brick, yeah. ain't, brick ain't Nantucket, but somehow inside here it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your town called? Tom's Rivers? It, yeah, Tom's yeah. River. It's just the town over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thumbs over is not Nantucket either. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kali, now that can compete with anything. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> cool. Okay. I see all the nice people that attended. I always look at all the names. That's great. Okay, I'll head out now. Thank you all. Vanchakopa Thiruvya Shakrapa Sindhu Bhaye Bhichapati Tanam Pabhanevi Vaishnava.